Welcome to Surviving Gun Violence, The Impact, The Agony, The Aftermath. Hi, my listeners out there and my visual. You know, we're live today with my special guest at Surviving Gun Violence, The Impact, The Agony, The Aftermath. And I have my special guest with me today, Mr. Barrett Hicks. He is with the Sea Tidewater Connection and Kemp's Knowledge is Power. And now is the time that we are going to listen to Mr. Barrett Hicks and find out what's going on in our communities. Hello, Barrett. Good evening, ma'am. How are you? It's great seeing you again. Uh, it's great to see you. <laughs> again, thank you for having me on, on your show again. Uh, and again, I'm Barrett Hicks. I'm the executive director for the Concerned Citizens Association. And we, we have two signature programs. Uh, one is Tidewater Connection Alumni Association, or TCA, TCAA. And as you said, KIPS, Knowledge is Power Summits. And I love to put that S on the end because that summits is about the different programs that we're coming to the communities uh, hoping to empower. That, that is our sole mission is to try to go into communities, understanding the, the plight of a community to empower that community. And I've been watching you doing my hiatus and you are doing a wonderful, nothing but a marvelous job as always. And the passion that you carry out with the communities, the things that you do, it makes my heart smile. <laughs> and I, I, I applaud you. We applaud you on that. Um, and I thank you. I thank you. And I thank you for your work. I know even though you've been down a little bit, you, are, you definitely have uh, liked my post and actually commented and pushing forward the things uh, as far as uh, stopping the violence, especially the, the uh, senseless gun violence. Again, I, I applaud you and your work as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you for that. Now, Miss, Mr. Hicks, and you know I always call you Mr. Hicks, or either bro Hicks. <laughs> very seldom I say very, but I'm going to say bro, bro. Look. We, we are still having an uh, epidemic of gun violence here in our 757 I Hampton Roads area. And, you know, we have asked for all kinds of solutions, but we get excuses and no solutions to end this epidemic. I mean, to me, in my understanding, they're making something simple hard to do you know I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that it's not nothing that they can't put laws in place to make these things happen to stopping this gun violence do you not do you uh, well, I, I agree with you uh, that that we do make it complex and it's really simple i mean it's life life is is really simple we make it complex I think what some of the things that are, is because of the lack of our voice. 
our collective voice is what allows the systems to, to not do the things that we need done. I had a, a meeting with the, the mayor and the city manager uh, had been two weeks ago. So one thing that they are doing right now is they're starting to put funding into the hands of this smaller organizations such as yours and mine. But I can tell you, they still have not necessarily put funds in, into my group. And I think a lot of that is because they, they, you know, they say, well, we know we're gonna have to get to him, but we'll make him last because we don't like the voice. But when we come together collectively, th this, this uh, epidemic of senseless gun violence again, leads back to the mental health issues. Mental health in our communities is at a rampant pace of, I mean, the, the, the stacking of trauma. Uh, we talked earlier off camera in the sense of that uh, last year we brought in Miss Elaine Anderson. Again, I, she's a bit under the weather, but she came in and what we call the urban subject matter, as an urban subject matter expert, she predicted a great deal of the gun violence and the violence within our schools, just like it happened when school opened. So we've got to continue to build our program, programs and continue to program. Like yourself, you have ideas and you went before folks like T. Boone and they looked at you, laughed at you, said, oh, that can't be done. Sure, it can be done. We have got to plan to make it happen because we can. And they need smart people like you. They need people that, that, that have a passion because they've lived it. That's what we've got to do. We've got to come together with the collective, the collective voice to make that difference. Yes, um, Mr. Hicks, I, I'm very, I, I agree with that. But there's also the problem way in, you know, they ask for a solution, but yet the AR-15s are allowed on our streets. A war-type weapon and the, um, the, what you would call, the attachments that go with other guns that can make them into a war-like um about weapon. Well, well, sister, just like you're talking about, even for just a common citizen to have that type of weapon, it is questionable even for our law enforcement to have those weapons. I saw a commercial that um, the police department here in Norfolk was trying to promote uh, getting new recruits. And 90% of the commercial was about them with weapons in hand going into communities. No, 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 no. That's not the image we want to put forward. My question is, where was the community policing aspect of it to what, where we're talking about getting those, those types of weapons off, off the streets? And the only way we're going to make that happen, again, is about a collective of our organizations coming together and having one voice in that sense of saying, these things must go. Something is, why, why not go to a taser versus a weapon of mass destruction? Why not be able to walk up to someone and, and again, safety first, but instead of putting our people in handcuffs, how about if you know me to be somebody of that community, you should be able to walk up to me, we should have a conversation. And again, I understand 
the safety aspect, but we got to be safe and, and, and think about, do we take this person or hurt this person worse than we need to? And these weapons of mass destruction truly must go. Yes, they are. And um, with my take on that is in order to know who's supposed to have a weapon uh, uh, legally, is to weed it out like you would need a garden. You know, um, you know, you get weeds growing up in your garden and you have to pull them up. You have to pull them up, pull, pull them out. But in order for us to weed our garden in the neighborhoods, in the communities, on the streets, we have to have cooperation with responsible gun owners that have the permits and know that they're legal. They have to be willing to lock away their gun. I, I agree with you. And again, that comes from programming. That comes from uh, us coming together and going directly into, into communities to talk about gun violence. Not just talk about it over the, the, the radio or talking about it over computer screen. We've got to touch people where they are. And that's one of the, the things that why we put on events and that's why we've asked and, and want you to partner with us to where we go directly into the community. So they understand that from firsthand knowledge, from a person like you that has lost a, a child or whatnot to that sense of gun, gun violence, uh, to th that officer that lost his or her life in that same sense. But we must do that on the ground, boots on the ground. Um, and that, that, that leads me into the fact that on August the 28th, we're going to have another one of those events. So where we're going to do a walk and a walk that includes the campus community, the Berkeley community, we're going to surround that three miles and we're going to talk about the ills of the community with one of those major issues being the census gun violence. And we want to bring the brain together again. I keep using this term, that collective of voices and people that's the only way, in my opinion, that we're, we're going to be able to stop this is we have to demand what we want. And that's, again, if that means to take these weapons of mass destruction off of the streets, that means that we've got to say it, mean it, and keep saying it and meaning it. Going to city council, again, creating our own events to where we're going to expect them to do what we're asking them to do. And that's, that's the collective voice. Our voices is what makes a difference. We've got to go into these communities to teach them how to vote, not just vote to be voting. We got to teach them to vote properly. We got to, you have to vote your own issues. And That's understand where, what voting is all about. Correct. Who are actually putting in these elected chairs. Correct. And, uh, and that's the thing from what, and that's, and I don't mean to cut across you, but that is an issue that I have passion for truly right now because when we look at our housing complexes, most of them have three and 400 people. But if we get in and, and, and get them to learn to vote on their own issues, they, are, we, they will become the folks that will make the determination who wins and who loses in an election. So that's a, that's a KIPS. That's a knowledge is power summit to where we're going in to empower you, not just to tell you just to vote, we want to help you to understand you need to vote for your own issues. And this gun violence and senseless gun violence is one of the issues that if we have a if we have that collective vote, we change the dynamic of our community. 
Well, if we don't, we won't ever see change. And that's true. And, I agree and, and, you know, people say this person ain't doing that and that person ain't doing this. But they have to realize our vote, our elect, elections are inherited. The person before you left you a mess or even they left you in a, a rose garden. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, these have been in these chairs for the past um, decade now, have left a mess. And it's left up to the one that wins to make it better or make it worse. And you know, we have to get to the NRA, we have to get to the ATF, we have to get to the president if it has to, in order to get these guns off these streets. Laws need to be made, rules, regulations, and restrictions need to be laid down and made. And, and I agree with you. And, and But what that starts with, again, it starts with our local elections first. Th those, uh, when you have these city council races, I mean, we have a, a very important race coming up this, this, this time around in November. You have two candidates that have been out there a while, they've been in, within the communities. But within our, uh, our event on the 28th, we're going to leave the questioning, questioning of those candidates. And whether they come or not, the questions are going to be asked. <laughs> the questions are going to be asked. Change. It takes change to yeah. make change. Yeah. And, and, and like, again, that change comes from us actually going directly into these communities, not sitting back and saying, well, uh, they don't know, they don't care. Because it's not, especially these parents, it's not that they don't care. They don't know. They don't, they don't know, nor do they understand. That's how correct. And they, yes, they need to be taught. Yes. And that's, that, that's one of the things. I know we probably got uh, jumbled because both of us were speaking, but that's exactly right. It's not, I want to make sure I'm emphatic about my statement in that sense. I truly don't believe, and that's over a long period, I've been out, been out here like 22 years just in our communities. It's not that these parents don't care. They don't know. They don't understand the processes. And so that's why we, our collective groups, have to come in and actually train them up to do what's best in their, in their own best interests. Um, also, our youth. Our youth that are coming of age to be first-time voters. Right. They need to learn, understand, and know what the process is. Something that we were taught back in kindergarten, we were taught about the different uh, layers of um of the other process. Yes. And yes. then all of a sudden it seems like we forget all about the legislation and the, we know about the, um, the every four years, but when it comes to the little elections, nobody shows up. Nobody understands the little elections makes, helps make the president. Well, well again, when we talk about that voting process, and it is so important, I can tell you, I, as an independent uh, organization, we went in and certified the votes of uh, just for the TMZs or the, the support within our housing complex. 
we went into a couple of, of those housing complexes and one of them, they only had like seven people that actually voted. The other one had less than 20. Come on, folks, we have got to make sure that you understand the power of your voice and the power of your vote. So again, that's, that's where we're gonna need your help and others to say, okay, we're gonna go in and we're gonna train. And, and, and we cannot sit back and say, well, they don't care. I'm back to that again. They do care. They just don't understand. So the event that we're going to do on, on August 28th and, and events going forward will always, always have a portal that talks about voting and not just get out the vote. We want to help you to understand what the vote is all about and who right. is the candidate, because that's how we change the dynamic what's better for our communities is to understand the candidate and not be afraid to ask them the question. So when we have these politicians coming in from Richmond and whatever, coming to your churches and whatnot, you can't sit back and be afraid to ask the question. As we were taught, as we grew up, there is no bad question, except the one that you don't ask. There so, is no dumb <laughs> question, except for what you do not ask. And you are so right. So, so we got to teach that though. And, and now is that time. He, he, has, he has delivered, again, as I stated, there are definitely uh, several organizations, small organizations uh, from uh, our continuous conversations with the mayor and the city manager. Some of them are getting funds in their hands. I, I've had several of my friends to tell me they've gotten $1,500 checks. But again, I hope that these checks are not checks that would, were, will push them in a, to vote for something that's not in their best interest just because they got $1,500. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, no. that's my friend. That's my friend. I need to vote for him. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, those funds, those funds are your funds anyway. Again, I think the last time that we talked, we may have been talking about $154 million that the city of Norfolk received in what they called America Rescue Funds. Again, when we went to, to demand our monies, they shut the city down again, so that we wouldn't have the chance. But now they're trying to fix that. They, from my understanding, they've set aside $9 million for continuing programs like, like we're trying to do with you to, to where we actually create the programs that are in the best interest of our people. They also took another 200,000 and I think that's where the $1,500 is coming from, $200,000 to smaller groups to put on programs, to go in and do programs. So. We, we have got to get even to train those those folks that have not never received funding before to understand that this money was owed to you for the work that you've already done. Keep doing what you do, but don't be bought. You can't be bought and paid for. We've got to do what's in the best interest of our people. And it starts with, as you want, this gun laws. We've got to sit down collectively like you're trying to do. You say you want to bring together all the heads of these small organizations. Yes, so that we can sit down and talk about what do you bring to the table? Everyone brings something. Let me help to enhance what you bring. Not to put you down, not to look down on you, but to help to bring um, positive change. And that comes with programming. We cannot just be saying, stop the violence. You stop the violence with substance, with program and programming. Well, I heard this saying. I heard this saying, teamwork makes the dream work. 
And that's all I ask is for all the heads of the organizations to come together and be a team okay. to get this dream of all this, to get this the awakening of this unacceptable gun violence off the streets, out our neighborhoods and our communities, where our grandparents, our parents, our children can live outside of their home. But do gardening, place hot starch, do jump rope. It's things that children still want to do outside. But again, that comes from demanding that our communities receive the same respect and response. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. That our, our communities receive the same respect and responses as you do downtown. You can't just say, okay, well, they, they'll, they'll take care of themselves. No, we need the same, same resources, if not more so, when you find that you are having more of the gun violence coming from within our community. So you, you send, need to send in a stronger force to make that happen. That, that goes along with not just the gun violence, that goes along with our schools. Again, we have schools that are ranked in the, the bottom eighth of all schools in the state. And so that leads to that pipeline to prison or school to prison pipeline. We've got to stop that. And, we, and that with our collective voices, that's how we make that difference. So you're, in my opinion, you are on point. We need to bring those that come and that they want to worship with us or, or come to an event to get on the same page. You're on point, ma'am. And, and again, I'm, I'm with you 100%. It's no big use and it's no little ads. It's, it's saving lives. That's oh. what it is. It's no big use. It's no little ads. It's only saving our youth lives. Our children need our, our futures. And this is what we want to bring about. We want them to respect the fact that even adults can get along. Yep. Well, you get and again, it's what you preach. And that piece that we talked about, that now that you both, agree, that we agreed on, now, NOW, no opportunity wasted. Is what we got to go. It's you can't right now. <laughs> you can't wait. When is the right time? Now yes. is the right time. Yes. Now, yesterday was the right time. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it is. You, you're, ma'am, again, uh, I, I have so much respect for, for your voice and your works. Um, and I know you've been, you know, grieving and suffering for a long time about the loss of your son. But I know it's more to, to you than just him. It's, again, you know that the changes need to take place. And we know that. But again, that collective voice is what will make that difference. Be the difference maker. Be the difference maker. I thank you, Ms. Higgs, on that. I truly do. We, we need to make a difference. All of us need to make a difference. It's so many people... Um, that have lost loved ones and haven't found any type of solace. Their cases have not been solved. And I, I, I worry about those people. These people hurt. 
You never know if you're sitting right next to the person that might be responsible for you not having your loved one in your life. People need to realize this is a roller coaster. It's a domino effect, and it comes around. Just like those young ladies that get killed out um Roberts, I mean, um, Young Park. The first shooting down on Granby Street, as I understand, it was one of their sons that did it. Yeah. You know, ma'am, that that again comes back to, again, that's why it's so great. And I, I think we talked about this before we went live. It's when we have programs that are taking these children out of the community. I mean, I have the group called the uh, Safe Summer Project. I want to just get this on the record. Safe Summer Project on Thursday will be taking a busload of kids to an NFL football game with the Ravens. (laughs) Yes. When you have kids that are experiencing things that they have never experienced and maybe never experienced again, but I, I need to I need to squash that because it will be because that's what we're gonna do. You will we're give them to it. You will give them the incentive to want yes. to do it again. Yes, and in that sense of it, so when you empower kids early on to know that when they do the right things, that you empower them with great things, that's the difference maker. They're not likely to to want to hurt somebody in that sense when they don't feel trapped. Again, in this senseless gun violence starts again with the fact that we have a, we're in a mental health crisis. We're in a mental health crisis because we know the stacking of trauma. When you don't bring the resources to intervene for that stacking of trauma, these kids, their minds are, are, are lost. So when you can add something such as being able to take them out of this community to show them that there is something different, it's what makes the difference. So, again, I want to give that shout out to, uh, again, my number two guy, Maceo Harrison and Michelle yes. Harrison. And, and Michelle Harrison. Hey. I mean, they have, this summer, they have put on probably uh, over, over 10 to 12 different programs. They have touched hundreds of, of community children and whatnot that have made that difference that the Lord said, now was that time. And so now is that time. And we want to just say, Thank you to those two young leaders that are making a difference. And again, ma'am, to you, you, from even just from behind these screens, behind your, you're still making a difference. You're still getting that voice out there. I, again, I remember we, we had that visual where, where we sit with the candles and we brought Clay and his team in as well. This, that's the collective of folks that are just trying to make a difference. It's not about money. It's about making a difference. Making that difference. Yeah. Saving lives. Saving lives. lives. And healing the lives that have been hurt. Yes. It's a lot of hurt out there. It's a lot of pain. I met a young lady the other day. Had lost three people within the year since January. And she says she's been spiraling out of control. She's been locked up. And she said they tell her if she gets in trouble again, she might go off the penitentiary. I went to console her. She said, don't touch me. Mm. Yes, it's, it's something. And I told her, I said, you know, 
But if you believe it or not, you may have PTSD. Right. Because, right. you know, you need to want to talk to someone and release all that animosity you have in you. Or else well, you, you will retaliate and hurt whoever you think has something to do with your brother, your boyfriend, your cousin. That's, that's, well, a, lot, that's a lot on one person. Well, again, that, that stacking of trauma without intervention, I can tell you what the expert said to me, Miss Helene Anderson Grant, she said, hurt people hurt people. Meaning oh, people yeah. that are hurt hurt oh, yeah. in that sense. So that, that what you talked about, that post-traumatic stress disorder, that is not just a military condition. That's, that's in our communities. And again, that's because of that stacking of trauma, that stacking of trauma without direct intervention. I, I saw that the Community Services Board did something, an, an internet thing, something that they did uh, face live like we're doing right now. Yes, we can do this, but we definitely need to be in communities where we're touching people directly. It's a must. This, this mental health crisis needs to be where we are actually in their face, being able to touch them, making them understand that we're there for them, not just through a screen. The screen work definitely works if you can't be there. But when you can, we definitely need making sure those resources are it's it's a no brainer no brainer like you started off with. You know <laughs> it's real simple. We well, make we here at um we here at surviving gun violence. We do care. We care and we and I care. I know you care. There's so many of us that actually care. And we all can care together. It's not just my problem or your problem. It's all of our problems. And we have to step up and say what we have. Remember common sense, good old common sense. And we need the additional adult voice like you, like your organization, like the other organizations around us. When, we, when I came up, again, we call them the, <clears throat> excuse me, additional Adult voices. A, A, these additional adult voices. Those are again are those different make, difference makers. You may have been a wino or whatever we wanted to call him, but we listen to that person to give us some additional knowledge and power. So because knowledge is truly power and powerful, and everyone has something that they can can add to the the pot. Let's listen and bring the additional adult voice that's speaking to the to the empowerment of our people. All of us have some type of talent, but God yes. gave us a gift. Yes. Each of us have a gift. Sure, your talent may be the best thing for you, but your yes. gift is what's mostly needed. Your gift of knowledge influence 
finding the right words to say and taking the time. Your voice. And, and I would just say again, that voice, our voice is the difference maker. I, I, I want to help the folks to understand that we're going to start a class to where it allows, helps you to be able to go to city council. It helps you to go to school boards, to be able to have your, your voice and not be afraid of, of speaking. Because again, just because you can't cross all the T's or dot all the I's does not mean that your voice should be diminished. You need to be able to speak on behalf of yourself and your community. It, it is us that will make the difference by being able to, to make a difference. You know, it, it means going and going forward, not afraid of asking and demanding what is be in your best interest. And right now, again, we have to get these weapons of mass destruction off the streets, but also we must, we must go in and, and address the issues of our community because they're the same. They're the, when you can, you can send all of your police forces or whatnot downtown and not take care of these outlining communities, such as a Berkeley, Campostella, uh, our senior buildings and stuff of that nature, but it's gonna come back to haunt you. And we've got to make sure they understand that. And that comes about from our voice. Sometimes that's all we have. That's all we have is our voice. So we've got to train each other up on how to use it to our advantage. It, now is the time. I'm going to come now back to you. Now is the time. Now <laughs> is the time. Where well, Mr. Berg is. <laughs> I enjoy our conversation and I tied together as you, even though you were the hardest man, hardest <laughs> working, and hardest man to catch up with <laughs> in the city of <laughs> the 757 area. But, but you know what? Again, I said again, I, I see your posts. I see your likes. I see your, 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 your passion and compassion. And at some point, I will always get back with you. Again, I, I, I appreciate you doing the stuff that you do. And your team, your, your team is, uh, is phenomenal. Um, I, I would love to have your, your grandbaby as well come back because she has that passion and, and, and that, uh, that voice that must be heard as well. So, again, as we come together, again, to build your, your nonprofit, and, and again, everything we have from our, from our 501c3 is still open to you with whatever you're trying to do. I'll, I'll be there to make it happen or to help you to make it happen. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you, sir. Okay. Yes, definitely. At, at your this, place. So, this so has been Surviving Gun Violence, the impact, the agony, the aftermath. And we have been graced with the presence of Mr. Barrick Hicks. And Georgie, Mr. Hicks, please come and see us again. This has been Surviving Gun Violence, The Impact, The Agony, The Aftermath. Follow our Facebook group, Surviving Gun Violence, The Impact, The Agony, The Aftermath, and our nonprofit page, Souls, Saving Our Youth's Lives. All 